Shalom to everyone. I would like to share with you an important theme, an idea of what's behind Rosh Hashanah and the days we're about to enter, which is Yom Kippur. So, we'll start with Rosh Hashanah. If you think about it, there's a couple of main questions that one can ask. And I'll just say a couple to bring the concept for Rosh Hashanah so I can quickly move over to Yom Kippur. First of all, it seems to be an internal contradiction about what the Shofar represents. Because if you look in the Ramban, the Ramban, both in, in Drashas and also the Ramban in, uh, on Chumash, says that the Shofar represents Din, judgment. But if you look closely at the Psukim related to the Shofar that we said in the Shmonesre of, the, of Rosh Hashanah, the whole, in Musaf, the whole idea of Shofar is Rachamim. It's associated with Rachamim. So how do we alleviate that contradiction? Also, there's a very known concept of Rosh Hashanah that we try to lebalbel, to confuse the Satan, meaning the prosecuting angel. What's, and that's why we do two sets of uh, blowing of the shofar. That's a bit odd. What, what's the idea of confusing this, this prosecuting angel? Well, what does that mean and where is it coming from, this concept? So we'll, we'll be satisfied with these questions for now. And we'll say the following. That a person that comes into Rosh Hashanah on a high level, and that leads into all the ten days of tshuva, tshuva that we're reaching the, the climax of it, the epitome of it, which is Yom Kippur, the whole idea is starts off with being Mamlicha Kadosh Bulhu. Why do we do that? Because what that really represents is that we want to see Hashem. We want to see Hashem in the world. And as of now, Hashem is ruling the world by hiding within the nature, which is a mahalach of Esther Panim. Hashem is kivyachol, hiding His face from us. And despite the fact that we really know that He's running the world, but we don't see it. And that's why there's wicked people, not good people, that nothing bad happens to them. It seems like everything's okay. Why? Because Hashem is hiding Himself. If we were to see Din, true judgment, then straight away a person sins, and he'll get the consequence straight away. But Hashem doesn't do that. So on Rosh Hashanah we say, HaKadosh Buhu, all we care about is you. All we want is to see, we don't care about ourselves, but we want to see you, Hashem, running the world. And that's what we're begging for, and we're davening, and we're praying for. Hashem, we want to see you being the Melech, you ruling. And as a result, that's why it's also a theme in Rosh Hashanah, We should see all the wickedness go away, disappear, like smoke. Why? Because we realize that to see Hashem, we need judgment in the world, and I'll get rid of the wicked people. Ah, it might also have a negative effect on us, because no one's perfect. And tzaddik ba'aretz, asher tov Everyone, even tzaddikim, righteous people also sin here and there. It doesn't matter. All we care about is you. As a result, HaKadosh Buhu overshowers us with rachamim. Which is, makes sense. If, if, if a person comes to his father and he says, all I want is that you'll be in charge of us and all the kids will acknowledge that you're in charge of us. Of course, the reflex of that father is that he wants to just shower this kid with rachamim. And that alleviates the contradiction of what the shofar represents. Because we, in our relationship of us towards Hashem, we, it represents Deen, because we're actually Hashem, come, judge the whole world, and, and, and then we'll be able to see you, Hashem. We want to see you. You're the Melech. You're the Melucha. On the other hand, the, the relationship Hashem has with us is overshadowing us with Rachamim. And we know, we say that in the Pesukim, we know Hashem, you're, you're full of Rachamim, 
etc. With this, we alleviated the questions and a lot more, but we don't have time because we want to move on to Yom Kippur, because now we understand what is this contradiction to do with the Shoifal, that it's also Din, judgment, also Achamim, to be merciful. That's because it depends. The Shoifal's connection between us to Hashem is Din. We ask for Hashem to judge, and once Hashem judges people, then the truth prevails and we see exactly what's happening. We see Hashem's running the world. And it's not like it is right now that Hashem is hiding within nature. It's going to be like this when Mashiach comes. It will be evident that Hashem is running the world. And, but on the other hand, Hashem's, from Hashem's perspective to us, it's full of rachamim and mercy. With that, we also understand now very well how we're confusing the prosecuting, prosecuting angel. Because in a sense, we're doing his job. The Satan, the prosecuting angel, always tries to say to HaKadosh Buhu, what? They deserve din. What are you doing, Hashem? Why don't you punish them right now on the spot? They just sinned. And suddenly we're doing that. We're taking his job. And we're saying to HaKadosh Buhu, we want din in the world. That's really his job. Ad Khan Rosh Hashanah. Now we go into Yom Kippur. So, with Yom Kippur, we'll ask the question, what's the idea, the deep idea behind us in a sense, torturing our body. It says, We can't put creams on, we can't shower, we can't wear comfortable shoes, we can't eat. What's, what's going on? What's the idea behind it? Also, the Ramban says that Yom Kippur is a time we give shoichad to, to the Satan. Meaning, Yom Kippur is a time we bribe the prosecuting angel. So that's question number two. What does that mean? So if we go with the same idea that we said before, which, by the way, this idea is based on Ovionis and Ivishitz, then we can say the following. When a, what's the job of a prosecuting angel? Number one, his job is to accuse. And that's what he, his job was in Rosh Hashanah. Because that's when Hashem's judging us. So we kind of took his spot over there because we told Hashem, Hashem yeah, we want you to judge the world in the judgment way, din, whatever is fair, so that we can see you. And so we, we took his job. But now on Yom Kippur, the second part of an accusing, the, the, this angel, the prosecuting angel, is to bring it into execution. So over here, we also are, are kind of bribing him, because we're telling him, we're, we're doing it ourselves. Because if you think about it, what's the whole idea of shoichad, of bribing, is to do something, usually it's to give money, but it's to do something that will cause the person not to do his job 100% accurately. So in a sense we're doing the same thing, because we are executing it on ourselves. And I'll explain it through, through a story, a, a mashal. Once there was a person, Ruven, he was a very good person. He was a very smart person. And there was Shimon. Shimon was not such a good person. He was stealing all the time. And once he had an opportunity to steal a major bank. But he needed help. From his, he needed help because he wasn't able to do it on his own. So Shimon, I think I said Shimon is the bad person. So Shimon went to Reuven and said to Reuven, I need your help. Please, come and rob the bank with me. I need your, your mind, your brain to, to help me do it. And Reuven said, no way. I'm not doing such a thing. Eventually, Shimon managed to convince Reuven to help him out. But deep inside in his heart, Reuven didn't want to do it. But at the end, Shimon conf convinced him. So they go robbing the bank. And of course, lo and behold, who got caught? Reuven. 
So the authorities come to Reuven and say, what are you doing? You're going to have to be in jail. You're going to have to pay up for what you did. And he says, please, believe me, it's not that type of person. I'm not that type of person. But Shimon really convinced me. It's his, his fault. So they said to him, listen, we don't really care who, who or what, but at the end of the day, law and order has to be done over here. Someone has to pay for what happened. Someone has to go to jail. So Reuven had a deal with the authorities, and he said, okay, listen, look at me. I'm really a good person. I never did this. My, my record is clean. I pretty much never want to do this. So, okay, so Shimon convinced me this one time. So I think it's more fair. I'll help you get, get Shimon. And he'll go instead of me. By doing that, in a way, he also bribed them because he said, you'll get, justice needs to be done over here. So at, as for a certain, at a, to a certain extent, justice was done here, not perfectly, and that's the bribing aspect of it because I'm getting, I'm going to help you guys get, get uh, Shimon to go, to go into jail and to pay up for, for what he did. And really, Reuven's not that type of person. So in a way, it works out. The nimshal's obvious. We... We have our neshama, our holy neshama, that we just want to do good and we want to connect Hashem. We want to be spiritual entities. However, there's also an aspect of us which is called the nefesh. Nefesh b'emti. Nefesh, even the behemah. Nefesh chaya. Even animals have a nefesh. A nefesh is more the, the physical side of the, of the spiritual entity of us. And that pulls us down a lot of times. That's the shimon. Reuven is our neshama. That's we're good people. We don't want to do bad. So on Yom Kippur, we tell Hashem, we know we weren't good all the time, and we want to pay up for it. So we're doing, we're bribing the prosecuting angel, we're saying, we'll pay up for it. How are we paying up for it? We're torturing our nefesh, because we know we deserve bad. And that's exactly what we're doing. And that's why we're bribing the prosecuting angel, because we're kind of telling him, don't worry, we'll do your, we're doing your job. We will, we, we're bribing you, we'll do it to a certain extent. We'll get our nefesh, and through that we'll be clean. And Hashem's okay with that, because our whole essence, and that's the chesed Hashem does with us, is that we're good. We really do want to be good. That's as long as a person's really good in his heart. And that's what we know. Hashem is boichen klayus v'leiv. Only HaKadosh Buch who knows really our insides, what we really think, and what we really want to be, and what's our, what is our essence. Everyone sins here and there. But what's his essence? As we know, a, a person is what his will is, whatever he really wants to do. And of course, that has to come into actions. But sometimes we fall. But what's our main essence? Who are we? Like we said a couple of weeks ago, who are we? Where are we really holding, i.e. in our hearts? And we try to bring into fruition. We're good people that want to connect to Hashem. And I'll just want to, want to end with something I learned this past week in the Mesilas Yeshalim. The, the Ramchal writes down that a person should... He, he asked, Lichor, there's a contradiction in many things that Chazal, our sages, tell us. On the one hand, it says a person that looks, his eyes see something and they really want to enjoy in this world and it's not forbidden, then we tenazetadin, Hashem's going to punish him for not enjoying that physical pleasure. On the other hand, it says, Kedoshim to you, we should be holy people. Try to refrain from uh, physical pleasures. So, so the Mesilat Yesharim answers, he says it depends. If that physical pleasure is a necessity for you, then you have no right to stop yourself from getting it. You have to get that physical pleasure. But if it's a luxury, then it's not forbidden to take it. It's okay to enjoy it. But you should know that the highest 
level a person should aspire to, that he says straight away, not everyone can aspire to this level, but we should just know what the highest level a person can aspire to, is to refrain as much as you can from these excessive physical pleasures. And by that, you're showing that your essence is, is really a very high level spiritual essence. Of course, when you do physical pleasures for, for mitzvah, we're not talking about that, because that you're elevating the physical and it's literally spiritual, such as sleeping in order to be able to to work the next day or to learn, or, or eating in order to have the kuchot, to have the energy to, to, to do mitzvahs and to learn Torah, or onik Shabbat is a big, a big mitzvah as well. So we'll just end out with this idea that going into Yom Kippur, the Shabbos before Yom Kippur, Yiratzon or Bizoiche, to come to this realization that what life is all about, life is all about spirituality, and we want to connect to our neshama, and not to our nefesh, to our neshama as much as we can, because the neshama is how we maximize our potential in this world. And I'll just end with a small story that a friend of mine, I haven't spoken to for 10 years, called me the other day and told me a very nice idea. Once upon a time, a person went into a hotel, he paid a lot of money to this hotel. So the person goes to him, come, the, the, the manager come right this way, and they go into this room, and it's very dark, and there's no carpets, and the person's saying, what, I paid so much for this, what is this? There's no window, there's no carpets, it's dark, what's going on over here? So the manager said, calm down, relax, this is just the elevator, it's just going to get us to the room. This is, that's the mashal, the nimshal is obvious, especially based on what we said. Life over here in Oilam Azeh is just an elevator. We're going to change this elevator into an amazing room with chandeliers. That's what some people do. We want to refrain from doing that. Of course you should enjoy this world for things that you need, that your body needs. But to go extra and things that we don't need at all, you're not going to be over an Isser. It's okay, you're still going to be a good Yid. But to be a very high level Yid, we don't want to turn the elevator, which is the temporary time we have in this world, into a luxurious place. That's not what it's all about. We're just using the elevator to get to our final destination. Have a good Shabbos.